Thank you for jumping in with our Perspectives of the Cross podcast for this Lenten season. Our hope is that this series will expand our view of the cross and Jesus' sacrifice and keep these different perspectives of the cross in our minds. As they become more than just passing thoughts, we hope we'll begin to embody these truths, living lives that reflect the true nature of the gifts we've been given. Feel free to listen as you drive, go for a walk, go to the gym, or just carve out a quiet time to meditate and rest. Take in these perspectives of the cross and together, let's seek to understand more fully the salvation we've been offered in Jesus. Week two, righteousness. We have this analogy we use in student ministries about God's holiness. It's like parents keeping a clean house. If their children run and play and come back with dog poo on their shoes, they can't come back inside until their shoes have been cleaned off. One kid could be covered head to toe and the other could just have a little. But either way, the house ceases to be clean if any dog poo gets tracked in. So it doesn't matter if there's a little or a lot. Neither kid can come into the house. In that analogy, the spiritual plane where we commune with God is the house. And God, being perfectly holy, cannot be entwined with something or someone sullied by sin. Otherwise, God would cease to be, well, God. He would cease to be holy. But wait, God is loving too, right? So for us to be in heaven with God, a conundrum must be solved. The conundrum is this. Humanity in its rebellion against God takes part in sin. So since God is loving, we assume he would just forgive us and move on but that would be counter to his holiness. See, his holiness demands justice. If a crime has been committed, there should be justice. Otherwise, God ceases to be just. At the same time, we could assume that God could just throw us away because of his holiness. After all, if you made something with a purpose and then it didn't do what you created it to do, you'd be perfectly justified in throwing that thing away, wouldn't you? But then, if God did that, he wouldn't be perfect in his love. Goodness, this is complicated. While his holiness demands justice, his love demands forgiveness, and around and around and around we go. Jesus' work on the cross, though, actually becomes the answer for both God's holiness and God's love. And this is the righteousness of God. In Romans 3, 25 through 31, and 4, 1 through 3, Paul says it this way. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. 
Now I'm gonna ask us some questions and give us some space to ponder and meditate. First though, let's ask God to bless this time and let him know in the quietness of our own hearts that we want to get to know him better and more deeply as we engage in this spiritual exercise. Now, listening to all of this, be honest with yourself. Does either God being holy or God being loving seem more important than the other? Take some time and think it through. Would God be worth your worship without one or the other, holiness or love? Isn't it interesting that Abraham isn't the figurehead of God's people due to a bloodline or because of his works, but by faith? It was by faith God counted him as righteous, and it is through our faith in Jesus' work on the cross that we are counted as righteous as well. What does it say about God that he might care more about the condition of human hearts than about your bloodline or how many good works you've done? Think of some people in your life right now that need to know they're loved by God. Pray that the Holy Spirit would move and reveal God's love and ask God how you personally can be a reminder of his love for them. To close out our time, let's pray together. God, it is humbling to think that your righteousness doesn't just describe your holiness, but your love for us as well. When we start to grasp the miracle in this perspective of the cross, it can be emotionally overwhelming to see how you made a way where there was no way. Help us to grow in our understanding of these aspects of your character. Help us ourselves to be fair and just, living according to your ways, and help us to be loving as you are loving. Help us to do all of this, all while remembering that none of it saves us. It's only through our faith in your son Jesus' work on the cross that we are both made clean and called sons and daughters of God. And it's in your holy and loving name that we pray today, amen.